Welcome to the Starfire Coats podcast, where we discuss metaphysics, survival, the media, and the truth. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Amy Pitchell. We're here today with Starry Williamson. Starry is a 30-year astrology expert who will be frequenting the Starfire Codes show to keep you up to date on what to look out for within the upcoming astrological energies in the month ahead and, and sometimes beyond. Uh, we'll be looking at current and upcoming planetary transits. Starry Williamson, part one. Welcome, Starry. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Timmy. I'm I'm glad to be here. So tell us a bit about how you got into astrology, about your background in this and everything. I know it's been a, a, a long time interest of yours. Sure, yeah. Um, well, it started for me, just like probably most other people, um, it just grabbed my interest, um, you know, probably more because of um, maybe even like relationship type astrology, like trying to look at you know, find relationships. I was 18 years old and I got, I got a book, um, by Linda Goodman. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's like a, you know, classic. I think she wrote a couple books in the seventies about relationship astrology. And the first book I had from her was called love signs, um, which was a really good book. And it was like all the different combinations, sun signs, like man and woman, like that could be together. Um, and like what it would, the relationship would be like. So I think I just got it because I was interested in like my teenage relationships and like, <laughs> you know, what it had to say. Um, and then, you know, it's purely for entertainment, didn't take it too seriously, but um, eventually, and then I went to college and my roommate, um, we both, she also had the same book. So we, Somehow, I think, um, yeah, I think she had another astrology book that had the tables in the index about like um, where you could actually look up your chart, like see like what year you were born and where all the planets were. And that really piqued my interest. Um, and it was also a huge interest of hers. So we started reading all kinds of books and looking up our charts together. And I think we we both had, um, we were both born the same year, like a month apart. So we had some similar placements. So we just had a lot to discuss about it. Um, and then, I don't know, from there, and then when the, I that was in the early to mid nineties when all that happened. Um, so just lot, re reading lots of books which I still recommend doing, by the way. Um, then when I got on the internet, you know, there was a lot of stuff up there um, that just prolifer proliferated over the years. And um, there's, I discovered different types of astrology. There's still a lot that I don't know um, that, you know, when I, when I, decide to look into it for some reason, something will tell me, I'll, I'll go and learn more about that. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm just really interested in it. And I've gone through periods of disbelief, like, oh, this, you know, skepticism, which I think was my scientific, like my scientific way of testing it to see, like, you know, I, I don't believe in this, this is not true. Um, and like seeing, how that went you know like me not believing in it and i ended up coming back to it and i i do think that there's some even though we may not know how it works like scientifically as far as like the planets or like what effect they have on us if they do 
if if they actually have an effect on us or if it's just like they're kind of like marker markings on a wall like a calendar um we don't know how it works but i do think that it there is something to it that is true so i'm happy to share with what i know with other people so that's awesome. So um, tell us a bit about, you know, what's upcoming here, you know, in the next uh, in the next month or so. And mm. uh, and let's let's start from there. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on. There usually always is a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> but when I say <laughs> when I say a lot, um, there's there's some. Well, there's a couple things that stood out to me. I, I looked at the charts for the next month to prepare for this interview and um, some longer trends that last throughout the year stood out to me. So I think it would be disingenuous to just talk about the next month because these are things that are just going to keep going on um, that are happening over the next month, but it's a longer story playing out um, throughout the rest of the year. Absolutely. So I should talk about, I think I want to, I want to talk about the next month and, um, you know, just to let people know that there are going to be things that are occurring over the next month, but they don't think that it's all going to be resolved in this month. There's going to be, there's a larger story at play and resolutions will come, um, throughout the year to what happens over the next month. And the thing is, is I, Nobody can even predict what's going to happen because we have um, Uranus is making that we have some inner planets, specifically um, Venus and Mars are going to be making um, stressful transits to Uranus. And Uranus is the planet of unexpected changes that may or may not be comfortable. We don't know what Uranus will do to any of our lives or to the world. Um, so it's basically expect the unexpected and don't be, um, don't like be set on any sort of outcome in your life right now. Um, that's very important because things could turn around and things could happen so quickly that you can never see coming. Um, so to have like a goal that you have to achieve that you're really attached to, you could end up getting let down or, um, or if you're like upset that something's not happening, um, you don't, we don't know yet. Like it still could, and it may not be the way that you think. Expect the unexpected keeps coming up in the readings a lot, that there are a lot of massive changes that are on the horizon mm -hmm. and not to project too far into the future, to keep yourself um, in the present state and mm -hmm. to reel in any sort of projections that you're making because then you're not co-creating with the universe. That sounds similar to what you're talking about. Yeah. So the, the main thing to realize with Uranus is it's, um, I believe, so there's in classical astrology, there's two... Um, there's some planets which are considered, they call it benefic, and some planets that are considered malefic. Um, Uranus, I consider a benefic planet. So even if it does something unexpected in your life that you are not happy about at the time or may seem unpleasant, its goal is to set you free. Its goal is, so it's ultimately, ultimately a good thing. It actually knows 
what would be better for you than you do, than your your earthly ego. Um, so, and we also have some supporting planetary, um, a, a larger supporting planetary um, aspects are going on that is creating lots of good energy and stability throughout this whole process. So I want to start with that. Um, I want to emphasize that actually, because I don't want anyone to be afraid of, you know, unexpected things. People tend to not really like that stuff. You know, I know I don't like, I'm afraid of change. I think it's human, like um, a human tendency to be afraid and not have control. Right. So, um, Absolutely. I think most of us are, are a bit change averse every now and again, even if we are, you know, more comfortable with change, you know, like the scorpionic energy of change, even, you know, uh, mm -hmm. transformational, some people are more comfortable with it than others. But, you know, uh, overall, we, you know, we like things to stay at the status quo. We don't like to make big changes or to have big changes foisted upon us. And yeah. uh, especially ones we're not ready for. So right. Or ones we're not controlling. Yeah, like things I, absolutely. That change that happens that's out of your control tends to be scary to people but it can be good you mm -hmm. know um and i do believe that this the whatever changes are coming will ultimately be, be good and so there's jupiter is in taurus right now and it's making a um it's called a septile with saturn which is in pisces and um this is going to be providing lots of good stability it should be like a fun summer um and lots of like good times but there may there are going to be probably mostly in the realm of um relationships um our own self-image wherever um venus and mars are falling in your chart right now and that um so there's like 12 houses and mars and venus right now are in leo so wherever Leo is in your chart, like whatever house it's in, it's probably bound to affect that area of your chart. Um, did you want me to go into like houses and areas of charts for people? Sure. Or? Okay. Sure, that sounds great. Right. So the um, Zodiac is divided into 12 signs, you know, that we, most people know Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, etc. cetera. Um, up to Pisces, there's 12 signs. Each sign is also um, considered, is also a house, right? So a house in astrology is like an area of your life. So the, in astrology, there's 12 areas of your life. The first house is like your, your sense of self, your drive, like who you think you are. Your second house is like your possessions, um, what you have, your Third house is your mental communication, your mind, your fourth and the way, yeah, the way you and the way you communicate. Your fourth house is your home, your family, your roots, where you come from. Your fifth house is creativity, art, children, anything. It's more of a playful type of energy and also rules Leo, by the way. Um, that's the fifth house. The sixth house is um, your health, your daily routines, your work. Seventh house is your relationships, marriage, partnerships of all kinds, those types of things. Eighth, eighth house is um, things like sex, death, um, mystery, like mystical, like spirituality, um, 
it can also rule inheritance, those types of issues. Ninth house is higher learning, um, your spirituality, your higher mind, like philo philosophy. It also rules like universities, um, just any type of higher thought. Um, tenth house is career and how you present yourself to the world, like what you contribute to the world, your community. 11th house um, is is also community, but it's more like your, um, your tribe, like your greater community and how you fit in with large groups of people. The 12th house is your subconscious and like what kind of like rules when you're by yourself and kind of meditating or dreaming. Um, like your your very deep inner self, your subconscious. It also can signify in traditional astrology things like hospitals, um, mental institutions, and um, I don't know. It's just kind of like it's the last house. It's like the you know the the end of it. Like it can even be like death. So that's. Those are the 12 houses. So um, you want to look at where Leo is in your chart right now because Venus and Mars are transversing Leo and they're going to be making a square to Uranus. Um, I have the dates right here. I should give them out for people to take a look um, in their charts. So... Okay, so just remember, this is all happening with the backdrop of um, Saturn or Jupiter is in Taurus. So you might want to look at where Taurus is in your chart as well. And Saturn is in Pisces. So you want to look at where Pisces is in your chart, what houses. So you have a lot of really good stability, like you can um, work in these areas of your life and they will generally go rather well. Um but there are some unexpected things that may happen. And um, if you have planets in Leo, like near the 21 degree of Leo, this will probably affect you more than other people. Um, but so July 2nd, there's going to, Venus is going to square Uranus for the first time. There's going to be three because Venus is going to go retrograde um, <clears throat> at the end of July. <coughs> and then August 10th, when Venus goes retrograde, it's going to square Uranus again, August 10th. And then it's going to go direct um, at the end of August. And then it's going to square Uranus for a third time at the end of September, September 29th. I think that this is going to be a very positive thing. Um, if you look towards the end of September, whatever happens, because when Venus makes a square to Uranus for the third time at the end of September, it's going to be sextile Mars and Libra. So whatever happens, if you if something unexpected happens and causes chaos or something um, in the beginning of July or even in August, just hold on because things will work themselves out by the end of September. <clears throat> um, and then, oh, so the other thing to note that I noticed when I was looking at the, 
the upcoming transits is that Mars will make its square with Uranus right after Venus makes the first square. So I predict that the beginning of July is going to be pretty, um, there's going to be a lot going on for everyone. And it may be something that happens on the world stage that has a, a trickle down effect on everyone. So when we get into that energy of, of everything kind of um, <laughs> shaking up and, and expecting the unexpected to happen around that time when, when that transit occurs, um, mm -hmm. how do we best optimize that energy to utilize it in our favor? Well, so Mars and Venus and Leo, no matter where it is in your chart, um, so Leo is like the part of ourselves that it's kind of like our self-esteem, like where you, it's like your soul, right? Like that's where your self-esteem ultimately comes from. Like um, children, right? Children have great self-esteem because they're just innocent and pure and very connected with the now. And I think this, um, hold on, I need a drink because my voice is starting to get crackly. <laughs> um, I think that I think this whole cycle is going to help everyone get back in touch with themselves, like their their inner self, like where their self-esteem comes from. And if you're not in touch with that, probably something's going to happen that's going to let that part of yourself free. <laughs> like you're going to have a choice but to go back to that, you know, um, and not having good self-esteem and not being in touch with that part of ourselves can have negative effects on your life. So um, I, I think the important thing, like I said, is don't be afraid. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Kind of see the world. I think the best way to deal with this is see the world like a child does. Like you don't really think about what's going to happen a month from now. It's like every day is just as it is and like be... Um, be happy to just get up every day and live the day. Um, I think that this this summer is going to help everyone reconnect with that part of themselves. That really reflects back to the readings too, because it it was this sense of staying present and um, and just allowing for what would happen, so that you wouldn't um, block any sort of serendipity that's that's trying to come in for you so that the right. universe can continue to co-create with you and um, and help you get to the next steps of, of whatever it is that you're trying to do or um, have like different opportunities um, come toward you that you otherwise wouldn't have seen had you planned so far ahead. And mm -hmm. this Leo energy sounds really similar to that where, you know, you're, um, you're staying present, you're staying playful, you're staying, um, you know, within um, what you're doing and focused on what you're doing so that you can see these different opportunities arise as they come in for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm also getting the sense from Uranus, since it's in Taurus right now, um, I know there's a lot of economic instability going on, especially in the United States. Um, the tech technology industry specifically, probably everywhere else too. The, I'm just, I'm very focused on technology because that's what I do for my career, but um, Uranus and Taurus says to me that there's going to be 
financial shocks. So maybe involving banks, um, just money, currency in general, and it's going to cause unexpected um, effects on everyone. That's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm seeing from this chart. So um, it's not really that much unexpected. I think those of us that have been paying attention have kind of seen something's up with the currency and the economy. So, but you know, at the end of the day, this is ultimately going to free us and um, it may cause chaos. It may cause, you know, <clears throat> feeling like you don't know what is going on, but um, like I said, ultimately Uranus is there to, f it will shake things up to free everyone. So it's something else that's been coming through and, and this speaks to that um, has been to, you know, if you want to shore up your, your security um, is to rely upon your own resilience, your own resourcefulness. So, you know, that might help people to navigate that if there is some sort of um, jitter that happens starting in July that starts to work its way out and, and take care of itself by September um, mm -hmm. to uh, to get over that that period of time. Um, rely on, you know, your strengths and rely on your your sense of um, of resourcefulness and resilience in order to carry yourself through that. But, you know, don't be, don't be shy about relying upon that part of yourself so that you're able to navigate that well. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other thing that came up when I was looking at the transits, um, <clears throat> so we have three Planets are in retrograde right now. Um, well, actually, Venus is not in retrograde yet. It's in the shadow period. It's like going through the part of Leo. And when it turns retrograde in the end of July, it's going to come back to where it is right now. Um, but Saturn is retrograde, and so is Pluto. Um, Saturn is kind of standing still in the sky from our viewpoint um, because it, it's turned retrograde, but it hasn't. It's still like... From our vantage point, it's moving slowly um, to go backwards. So that's going on. So um, Saturn is like how we structure our lives. So that's kind of going through a period of reassessment. Um, it's kind of like going back to the big plans and like big plan structures of your life and like really thinking um, through what's working, what's not working, and then coming up with adjustments to that plan. And then Pluto is retrograde. I think that's been retrograde since April, and that's going to continue, continue through the end of October. Um, and <clears throat> what's just, um, outstanding about that is that Pluto went into Aquarius for the first time um, since 2000. Like it, it was in Capricorn in March of 2011, since March of 2011. And it went, changed signs to Aquarius um, late last year. And that's when we started seeing things coming out about artificial intelligence. And um, I mean, that seemed like that was the main story of the day. There was artificial intelligence was everywhere and like how it was gonna affect the world. To hear part two of this interview, please subscribe at starfirecodes.com.